1: 995 gold, that's 833995 gold 833995 GOLD.
2: If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best kept secret: Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Second hour of Clay and Buck begins right now. Got a lot to discuss with all of you. For example, the uh, Trump situation here, we are expecting That there will be another indictment next week. That's what reports are saying. That the Atlanta uh, uh, election 2020 indictment for a conspiracy to defraud or something the people of the state of Georgia, that will come from Fannie Willis, uh, the district attorney, next week. That is the belief right now. There's also been some interesting back and forth already with Judge Eileen Cannon in Florida who has already picked up on something that we've been talking about here which is that the way that Jack Smith is running this thing with an out of state special counsel grand jury going on but also bringing in D.C. but also doing this in Florida. It looks like he's playing games and trying to stack the deck unfairly against the defendant Donald J. Trump which is clearly the case so judge cannon already showing a willingness uh a willingness i think to stand up to the machinery of get trump in all of this clay and i have both felt all along uh and i think continue to feel that in florida he's getting much more fair process the decision to charge of course was made by the special counsel so that's we know that's not fair but the judge, the venue, the likely jury pool in Florida is something approximating a fair-ish trial. In D.C., we are already seeing it is quite the opposite. Clay, I'm sure you, you saw this one. Judge Tanya Chutkin has rejected President Trump's attempt to delay a hearing until next week. Uh, beyond the deadline, she had set it in order. And this is because Jack Smith, uh, on, fr- on this past Friday night, in response to a Truth Social post that Trump had, if you go after me, I'm coming after you, filed a protective order arguing that Trump is going to have a chilling effect on witnesses if he continues to be able to use Truth Social. So they're looking to put gag orders on Trump during this. I mean, that's that's already in process. Let's weigh in on this, and then we'll get to the the big story the New York Times is running here about the j6 prosecution or the election fake electors prosecution but first what do you think about how the judges are acting so far because i'm and the second i see judge chutkin speeding through process i think yep they're not they're not going to let this thing get delayed till after the election the left the democrats no way
1: so i think it's important to note a couple of things the chart in my opinion the charges in south florida are more significantly easy to prove against Trump, but he has a fairer judge and a fairer jury. The charges in uh in Washington DC related to January 6th, we're going to break down in a, in a, in greater detail and associated with this New York Times story in a moment. They are much less significant in my opinion, but you have a jury that will convict a democrat uh a republican for anything, a democrat jury and you have a left-wing judge who is going to agree with Jack Smith on almost everything. Now, I want everybody to understand what's going on here, because this isn't about Trump's truth social post. What Jack Smith is trying to do is get this D.C. judge to impose some form of gag gag order on Trump, and if he violates it and he is in contempt of court, he's going to try to put him in prison. So I want everybody out there to understand that this is not a battle over, oh, Trump said something and I'm really concerned because Trump said something on Truth Social. This is Jack Smith laying out a plan to get this judge to agree that Trump needs to have a protective order put in place associated with what he can and cannot say surrounding this trial so that if he violates it, Jack Smith can file a motion and get Trump accused of contempt of court. And get him potentially put in prison before the trial even starts. So I hope, I hope that Trump's legal team is understanding
2: what is, what traps are being set here. We've talked about the Rubicon crossing, you know, the back and forth, the back and forth. Uh, one area where I think this has been very apparent when they brought the initial charge in New York, um, and, and the uh, district attorney there with, no one even talks about that anymore. The failing to like do the paperwork for the election disclosure. I mean, the whole thing is, is idiotic, but they brought it. But I remember saying at the time, I said, look, if they do this once, it makes it seem a lot easier to bring more charges, right? It, yes. it primes the audience. In this case, the American people, it, it prepares them for this. And, and I do think if they can get Trump put in a cell for a day, yep. they'll do it. Because then it becomes not only the, the optics, the visuals of that, but it then turns into, well, I mean, hey, we did this, you know, secret, he'll he'll be in protective custody and Secret Service will have some form of jurisdiction in the protective. Cu- I, I don't know. However, they're going to do it. They're going to try to find a way to do it. Um, but you're seeing very different process in Florida and New York. Let, let's get to, I mean, D.C., let, well, and New York. <laughs> so many trials. I know. Now we have this, the previously secret memo laid out strategy for Trump to overturn Biden's win. This is the big New York Times piece. They're saying that a lawyer allied with President Trump laid out a plot to use false electors in a previously unknown internal memo. Now, this from the New York Times, It's Maggie Haberman and team. Maggie Haberman, who I think got more one-on-one interviews with Trump than like almost anybody else in the corporate media uh, when Trump was president. Maggie Haberman and a couple others. Uh, Clay... They, they say this is smoking gun that Trump was a part of a conspiracy, a fraud. You know, this is game over. You say not so fast. Lawyer Clay putting the hat on for the defense team here. Tell me, tell me how this isn't smoking gun because that's what I want to hear.
1: Okay. 800 282 2882. If you are a lawyer and you have read this New York Times case and you're about to hear my analysis, feel free to call in and tell me what I'm missing. Because I do think, Buck, for Trump's attorneys, and sometimes they, I I think they sometimes listen to the show while listen to clips, it's not just a legal fight. You're in the middle of a political campaign. Trump really needs a lawyer who is both a politician themselves and also a lawyer who can adroitly defend him. So let me explain what, what I read the New York Times smoking gun piece this morning, flying from New York to Cleveland for this event here. And I actually thought it was incredibly exculpatory for Trump. And let me explain why. They are citing this heretofore unseen memo, which makes a legal argument for why there is a, a legal way for Trump to avoid the, uh, the, the Biden electors coming forward and him being sworn in as the next president. I have never heard, and again, if there's a lawyer out there who can uh, who can give me an example of this, I would love to hear it. I have never heard of a lawyer drafting a memo that was used as evidence of a crime being committed, a conspiracy. Because in theory, the dumbest thing you could do, if you thought you were really committing a crime, is to write out the roadmap of what your crime is in a legal memo. You write legal memos, and this is taking a lot of you into the practice of law. You write a legal memo to advise a client on a potential legal path. And oftentimes there are multiple legal memos that may be drafted because there are multiple different arguments that you could make. Here is uh, synthesizing what I think is the essence of this that makes this not a crime. I'm talking about January 6th related charges, the conspiracy filed by Jack Smith. Trump had attorneys who believed that Mike Pence, as vice president, could reject the electors from states where he believed fraud had occurred, and that if Pence rejected those electors, that it would then be sent back to the state legislatures, and the state legislatures would then say, we have a disputed election, we are picking a new slate of electors, and we are sending them to uh to represent the state of let's say Georgia. And instead of Biden electors, we're sending Trump electors because we believe fraud happened and as the state legislature, we believe we have the authority to select who represents this state. We have a Republican majority in the state legislature. We're sending them back to New York uh, back to DC, then Trump would have won the election based on uh the way that that played out. Now, That was, as the memo says, an argument legally that was likely to be rejected by the Supreme Court. But merely because the Supreme Court rejects a a legal argument doesn't make it a conspiracy. Buck, Biden thought tried to take away $400 billion in student loan debt. They shot it down. The Supreme Court did. Was Biden's attempt to do away with student loan debt a conspiracy? Biden tried to do an extension of the eviction moratorium. Something, Buck, that he said, Biden himself said his own advisors were telling him he didn't have the constitutional authority to do. Was that a conspiracy? So that's, that's the, that's the legal theory based on the memo. But Buck, here's, here's what I think clears Trump. And again, if you are out there and you are a constitutional scholar, I know we have some listening. Tell me what I'm missing. In December of 22, Buck, they went, Congress did, and they changed the law to make it clear that Mike Pence didn't have the ability to do what Trump's lawyers were arguing he should do. If they had to change the law, doesn't that mean that there was clearly an ambiguity? Because if there wasn't... They would have never needed to change the law.
2: Look, if I'm in that jury stand, I I think uh that Clay has has he will. He would have convinced me before he spoke, because I also think that this isn't criminal. But I think that's very compelling. Here's the problem. This is in D.C. The judge doesn't care. Yeah, the jury is going to want to destroy him. There are superseding indictments, I believe, coming. Yeah. And part of that is going to be turning some of the lawyers against Trump. I think that's that has to be the next. Why are all these lawyers named in this indictment and some are, are rather alluded to, right, as like co-conspirator number one or whatever? uh They're going to flip them. And then it's going to be even if he wins legally, let's just say he wins legally. And I think the only way that happens is the Supreme Court. There's going to be a Supreme Court component to this, right? They're going to step in and say, hold on, this is crazy. Supreme Court's going to strike down the Jack Smith prosecution. I 100% believe it. This is what I mean. But even if that happens, Democrats are banking on Trump's lawyers will turn on him. This will create a public record of the court that will look politically bad, not for this audience, not for Trump voters. They're not going to care, but just enough for independent voters in swing states to say, "Ooh, I don't like this. So they, okay, think so they can win politically, even if they lose legally and they think they're going to win legally. But we'll see
1: a lawyers out there. I know that. I know I sound like a nerd walking through exactly my argument here. I hope if you're not a lawyer, you can understand it. But the crux of it is this. If they have to change a law to make it clear that what Trump wanted Mike Pence to do, he's not able to do. That to me is evidence that the legal argument was not crazy because otherwise, why do you need to change the law? Right? Uh if I said to you, hey, it's legal for you to go murder someone on October 31st, you would be like, Why why can I kill somebody on Halloween? It's like the purge. And and you said, Man, Clay, you're crazy for making this legal argument. And then in your state, they went and they passed a new law and they said, hey. By the way, specifically, you can't kill anybody on October 31st. We're amending and altering the prior law. You'd be like, man, maybe Clay Travis had found a loophole. Why did they need to change this? When you change the law, you are acknowledging that there was potentially an ambiguity or a flaw in the law, which is why I think when this eventually reaches the Supreme Court, they're going to toss it. But again, there's brilliant lawyers out there. I guarantee you listening. What am I missing? I would love to hear.
2: Part of the problem is the lawyers making the argument were kind of like, this argument is garbage. That's that's gonna hurt them. Again, politically it will hurt. Legally, maybe it doesn't matter. But Buck,
1: Joe Biden's own lawyers, again, this has told him you don't have the authority to end the eviction moratorium, and he still did it. So this is not uncommon. Lawyers regularly tell the president, hey, you don't have the authority to do it. And then the president bows up and says, I'm the president. I'll do it anyway. We'll see what the Supreme Court says. So this is not uncommon. Presidents regularly get told by their advisors, hey, you don't have the authority to do this. I'm sure there were people in the White House telling Biden, hell, Nancy Pelosi did.
2: Yeah. You can't cancel student loan debt with a stroke of a pen. I Again, I agree with you. I guess I'm kind of doing devil's advocate here. But it's a little bit like if you have a, remember how Wesley Snipes tried to defend himself on the tax fraud? Do you remember this? He said, my, my accountants told me that this was, that I could do this. Basically that I had a loophole to yeah. not pay taxes. You know what happened to Wesley Snipes? Federal prison. Didn't matter. Cause they said, you should have known. So. What happened the to end his end the accountants?
1: Day, was that true? I mean, I'm actually fascinated. Did I, they prosecute
2: the accountants? This, I do know this. And this is a whole other thing that with, um, that the defense, cause Preet Bharara, who was going after all these hedge fund guys, the defense of I just did with my expert, my paid expert told me to do and the expert is i was just giving advice i didn't actually do the thing whether it's insider trading accounting uh you know whatever that uh prosecutors don't necessarily look kindly on that depending on the anyway i'm just saying that's probably an approach they may try to take here um but the supreme court probably saves the day trump wins the election america goes forward into peace, prosperity and happiness <laughs> i am hopeful everybody i am hopeful we'll get more into this let's let it up with some lawyers here Support U.S.-funded resources. Phoenix Capital Group invites you to invest in the heart of America with our domestic energy corporate bonds. Phoenix Capital provides a way for private investor principal to connect with direct investments in domestic energy assets. Your venture in these U.S.-backed equities can gain up to 9 to 12% annual interest paid monthly. It's a vote of confidence in the American dream in the unwavering spirit that built our nation. To find out more, download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Investment and bonds have a certain amount of risk associated with it, and you should only invest if you can afford to bear the risk of loss. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Learn how you can diversify your investments and earn 9 to 12% APY. Download the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. Clay Travis at Buck
0: Sexton. Making sense in an insane world.
2: Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
1: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
2: You can look to precious metals for various reasons,
3: HealthLock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit healthlock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's healthlock.com.
1: Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton show. You know, Buck, what we need to do, I think, is get lawyers who are way smart. You and I were talking off the air, we need to get lawyers who are way smarter than me. I would, I would say I'm a smart lawyer. They're, trust me, way smarter lawyers. Some of you are listening to me right now and you're way smarter lawyers than I am. But I would like to be able to make my case to Bill Barr, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, some guys that I know are super smart when it comes to the law. Like I would be very comfortable with those guys sitting on the Supreme Court and have them tell me Okay. Here's what you're missing or here's what you need to know.
2: Let, let me pull, uh, I, I think, uh, Bill Barr addressed this last week on one of the, maybe it was the CBS Sunday show or something like that, where he talked about how the legal theory defense here. So why don't we find that sound bite? You can, and then we'll play it here. We can, oh, well, we have Daniel Cameron up next, right? But later on, we can get to it, do a quick reaction to it. Um, and I'll, I'll reach out. Look, don't we want to hear from what the other side uh, is saying on this one? I mean, I'll reach out to to former Attorney General Barr and see if we can get him to come on and explain why he is skeptical of that defense. And let's get Mike Lee on to explain why he thinks it's rock solid. Yeah,
1: and also maybe we get uh, Andy McCarthy, who is our usual go-to legal analyst, because I'd like to hear what he thinks, because his Mets stink, so he's got plenty of time to talk to we got to send
2: us. him a fruit basket or something. He's helping us out a lot. <laughs>
1: he is indeed you know who can help you guys out a lot to get refunds they make a big difference thanks to the erc program that's out there and what it's meant for so many different people out there look if you've been told that you can't qualify don't take the advice of people that aren't experts you need to get hooked up with innovation refunds they are the best they give second opinions and let you know hey actually you may well qualify remember innovation refunds they don't provide tax or legal advice they work with an independent network of tax professionals they'll share information with them to evaluate and process your claims they've been helping eligible businesses claim their erc tax refund since 2021 they may be able to help you too go to innovationrefunds.com 1-843-REFUNDS no upfront charges they don't get paid unless you get paid that's innovationrefunds.com next
4: you On the front lines
1: of truth.
2: We're joined now by the Attorney General of Kentucky, Daniel Cameron. Mr. Attorney General, appreciate you being with us, sir.
4: I am honored to be with you all. Thanks for having me and uh, uh, grateful for the, the chance to talk a little bit about what's going on in Kentucky.
2: Yes, sir. Well, we want to talk to you about that. Your upcoming uh, governor's race, uh, how Mitch McConnell could play into things and, and a lot more. If I could though, first, sir, uh, I wanted to ask you, you, you've, uh, taken some action, filed some lawsuits even, uh, revolving around or dealing with the unwillingness of the Biden administration to secure the southern border. Could you just tell everybody what have you been doing on that front and how do you see this dereliction of duty at the uh, southern border playing out in your state
4: well um you know obviously we have made a decision to get involved uh on this front in filing lawsuits and demanding certain actions be taken by uh the secretary of state because it's impacting our people here in kentucky we all know that china is creating fentanyl uh, at least the components of it, they're, they're being assembled in, in Mexico, and then they make their way across the southern border, and they impact and kill families here in Kentucky. In fact, uh, 73% of the overdose-related deaths that we've seen here in Kentucky are because of fentanyl. And so as the chief prosecutor and the chief law enforcement officer here in Kentucky, I've got a responsibility to all of our families Uh, to do everything i can and that's why i've asked the secretary of state uh in the biden administration to declare fentanyl a weapon of mass destruction and to make sure that we label the cartels out of mexico uh foreign terrorist organizations because again we need a a approach from the federal government that takes this seriously that secures our border uh, and that uses every agency and department of the federal government Fight this on behalf of our families
1: appreciate you coming on uh, mr attorney general and by the way i want everybody listening in the state of kentucky to make no un, have no uncertainties about this there's a major election happening for y'all in november <laughs> andy Bashir, and this is just me talking before i ask you a question uh attorney general uh andy Bashir was a disaster during covid he doesn't no. represent the people of kentucky he has That's been right. a failure as a governor Every single one of y'all listening right now, all over the great state of Kentucky in the bluegrass, you need to be doing everything you can to get this guy elected who we're talking to right now because it matters a lot. And that leads into this question that I'm going to ask you about. Uh, Daniel Cameron with us right now, Attorney General of Kentucky. There is a dispute. I know you know Mitch McConnell well. I know that he is a friend and a mentor of yours. He obviously is, is over 80 now, and he's had some health conditions, as most people over the age of 80 do. Kentucky passed a law that effectively said, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to be the expert on this, but this is my understanding, that in the event Mitch McConnell were not able to fulfill his duties as senator through his term in 2026, this Kentucky state legislature would pick three people that they thought were potential replacements, give those names to the governor, right now it would be Andy Bashir, and that Bashir would be obligated to pick one of those three to fulfill the term of Mitch McConnell, or at least fulfill it till there was another race. Bashir is saying, correct me if I'm wrong and lay this out, because I think it's really important. Bashir is saying he doesn't believe that law is constitutional. And he's telling Democrats that effectively he would appoint a Democrat and challenge this in the courts and there would be a huge mess here. You, on the other hand, I imagine, would just, if you were in office, appoint a Republican, this wouldn't be an issue at all. Why does this matter so much? Am I analyzing it correct legally? And isn't this an integral issue for the people of Kentucky to be involved in
4: clay man you you hit the nail on the head, I mean, this is so important, I mean, Andy Bashir and the far left Democrats here in Kentucky have basically said they are going to disregard dismiss the law that was passed by our general Assembly that yes says that in the event something were to happen to one of our senators, uh, then the governor has to essentially pick someone from the same party, but Andy Bashir said he's not going to do that basically. Uh, and that's a shame. And the stakes are that high in November. We've got to have a governor that will abide by the laws that are passed by our General Assembly. Uh, and that's going to re- appoint a Republican to represent Kentucky's values in Washington, D.C. We need to have that um, maintained uh, in our federal delegation. And if Andy Bashir gets to make this pick, uh, he's going to disregard the law he's going to appoint uh, a far left democrat to be the next senator of Kentucky and, and like you said they they enjoy holding things up in court and trying to litigate something and while that happens a democrat will be sitting uh in uh, a senate seat here in Kentucky look again that's why this race is so important because you know that you know again if anything happens to one of our senators i'm going to appoint a republican And we're going to have somebody that reflects our values in Washington, D.C.
1: To me, this is a no-brainer to decide the election. And I want everybody in Kentucky to be listening to this, because what they're going to try to sell is, oh, we're going to have balanced government, I'm not really a Democrat. But he is saying he will defy the law of the Kentucky legislature, and he would tie this up in court, and he would put a Democrat in the Senate. And as you well know, Daniel Cameron, Attorney General of Kentucky, who should be the next governor— As you well know, in a 50-50 Senate, which is effectively where we are, that decision could swing control of the chamber. I mean, this is a huge deal. I can't believe it's not a bigger story.
4: You're exactly right. I mean, it it is such an important part of this race, such an important part of the November 7th election. And that's why we need to get as many people as possible to the polls. You know, right now we see uh, polling that shows that the governor and I are in a dead heat. We've got to seal the deal because our kids and our grandkids' futures are on the line, but also in many ways, uh, our state, United States Senate. And so I'm going to make sure that we have strong representation there. Uh, again, certainly don't want anything to happen, uh, to, uh, either one of our senators. Uh, I, I, value and respect each one uh, both of them um, and then uh, honored to, to know them and have their support in this campaign uh, but we've got to make sure we have a Republican governor uh, so that we can make sure that we continue to have Republican leadership in our United States Senate uh, uh, coming from Kentucky
2: Kentucky Attorney General Cameron appreciate you being with us sir and good luck to you
4: thanks so much I'm going to jump off and start reading the American playbook so thank you all
2: I appreciate that. I think you'll
1: enjoy it. I look forward to be. look, I'll I'll put this offer out there. This fall when I'm hanging out and coming up for a Kentucky game or one of the races at Keeneland, let me know what I can do to help, and I'll I'll come to one
4: of your rallies with you. I appreciate that so much, guys. Thanks. God bless you. I
2: mean – I'm I'm gonna come hang out. Have you ever been I to a was horse race? Say, I'm going I want to go to Keeneland. On, I wanna go have fun things <laughs> at the races too. Uh, by, by the way, let me just
1: let let you sit, sell. For people who have never been to a horse race, I might have asked you this before. How much fun is it, uh, Attorney General Daniel Cameron, to go watch a horse race in Kentucky?
4: Oh, I mean, there's nothing like it. I mean, it's the most exciting two minutes in uh, uh two to three minutes in in the world. And uh yeah, I Buck, we gotta get you here, man. Come on with Clay. We'll have a good time. We'll make sure if we go to Keemlin we do some tailgating as well. We'll catch a football game too. It'll be a nice weekend.
2: That sounds fantastic, Mr. Attorney General. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you and uh Clay. This is where I admit I have not been to Kentucky before. So. Oh no. I know. I know. So it needs to happen. This is a needs to happen situation. Have you been no, to it, all fifty? 50- have you been to all fifty states? No, I haven't. There's still a lot out west I haven't been
1: to, and I want to go. In fact, we have. A, I'm going to get a trip schedule. I want to get an RV and hit a bunch of different western states. But Buck, uh, th- what he just mentioned, th- I would argue, and and people out in Kentucky can uh, can can take me up on this. If you disagree, the best possible weekend in Kentucky is they have the overlap of the Keeneland horse races, which happen in Lexington, beautiful part of the country, Lexington, Kentucky. They have the horse race. And then they have, a lot of times, a night football game. So if you can balance the bourbon and pace yourself, you can go watch the horse races in the morning and in the early afternoon, and then you can leave and go watch a night football game in October when the weather is beautiful. And it is about as good of a Saturday as you could have anywhere in the country. I'm not sure what the overlap
2: dates are, but that would be a hell of a trip for us to take. Sounds good. You know, Unlike hanging out outside of Miami right now where your shirt turns translucent in about 30 seconds from all the sweat. You know what I mean? This is different times to be in different parts of the country uh, at, at their peak. It sounds like that's a peak time to be in in Kentucky as I'm complaining about how hot it is here in South Florida. My fellow gun owners, you know this, with ownership comes responsibility, responsibility to train and know your firearms. You want to have competence and competence. One way to do this is with Mantis X, a training system I've come to rely on. Mantis X is a firearms training system that has no ammo. It's all electronic, and it lets you really improve your shooting accuracy at home. You'll attach your Mantis X training device to your firearm, just like you do a weapon light, for example. It'll allow you to train at home or wherever you're most comfortable training with your firearms. You can use it out at the range. It's great out the range, too. Mantis X gives you data-driven Real-time feedback on your technique, and it guides you through drills and courses to improve your skills. Everyone benefits when they use this. You'll see, and this is a product that's now being used by U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Play and Buck 24-7. Subscribe today. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand.
1: Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts?
2: You can look to precious metals for various reasons.
3: HealthLock has helped its members save over a hundred and thirty million dollars. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough to save. Visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays,
2: twenty bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk.
1: You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average-sized family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone Welcome back in uh, Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Uh, a lot of people reacting, agreeing with me that Kingland plus a University of Kentucky football game is a tough double to beat in terms of awesome day of sporting activities, drinking. A lot of women in the in the in the sundresses Buck, which I will argue. The greatest of all women clothes. I just, the southern sundress is tough to beat on a football Saturday in the South. As you have experienced now, before we did the show, you'd never been down. You got to spend some time in Tuscaloosa and say, Hey, this is not a, not a bad lifestyle. Um, we got people. You want to play the Bill Barr or you want to bring that back for the next hour? We got some calls or we can play. We were discussing. Do we have it. Yeah, we've
2: got it. Cut Hello. 28. Let's let's do it. Let, let's play it because we're going these calls go to this issue. So maybe we yeah. have a little quick reaction to it. Here's what Bill Barr said. Well, I think it was last week, maybe it was last Sunday, yeah. something like that.
4: Play it. The Department of Justice is not acting uh, to weaponize the department by proceeding against the president for a conspiracy to subvert the electoral process.
1: Which is what Trump's attorneys are saying. And they're also saying that he was just exercising. His First Amendment right here. Do you think that's a valid argument in your view?
4: No, I really don't think that's a valid argument. Because, You know, as the indictment says, they're not attacking his First Amendment right. Uh, he can say whatever he wants. He can even lie. He can even tell people that the election was stolen when he knew better. But that does not protect you from entering into a conspiracy. All conspiracies involve speech.
1: Okay, so that's still... Again, my, I understand. I don't think the Trump attorneys, in my opinion, are making a particularly strong argument on first amendment grounds, but he's not addressing Buck my argument. And again, just that it's a, I don't know if he's been directly asked about it. Well, maybe we can reach out to Bill Barr and see if he'll come on. Cause I'd love to hear his argument on this. What I am saying is the legal advice that Trump got that he relied on is not a crime. Because it's not an outlandish legal theory that is unprecedented and unsubstantiated in any way. And the baseline upon which I'm basing that is because they, first of all, wrote the whole thing out in a memo. And I've never heard of anybody prosecuted based on a legal theory that was argued in a legal memo. I've never heard that happen as a crime. Number one, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some of you out there are prosecutors, maybe you're defense attorneys. Maybe you've seen that happen as it pertains to legal advice, I never have. But the bigger part here is they changed the law. And I would be hammering this over and over and over again if I were the Trump team. They changed the law. If there wasn't ambiguity about what the role was of the vice president, why did they change the law in December of 22 to clarify Pence didn't have the authority to do what the Trump legal advisors were saying he had the authority to do. Now, I understand, mind you, everybody out there, lawyers were telling them different things, and Mike Pence listened to the majority lawyer opinion in the decision that he made. And maybe nine out of ten lawyers would say Mike Pence didn't have the authority to do it. But if one out of ten would say that he did, and then they changed the law, that's pretty compelling argument that there was ambiguity in the law which means that trump didn't commit a crime because he was relying on reasonable legal advice that ended up not carrying the day
2: i mean if only ralph macchio had had clay the two instead, Utes. Of, joe, instead of joe pesci i think that case would have been over a, a lot sooner clay could have t- turned up the southern accent a little more just for that judge and my cousin Vinny. it would have worked it was a worked.
1: great it is a great, great. That yeah, is a
2: really, it's, it holds up too. It's a very funny, so good. very good movie. One, one of the best, you know, Joe Pesci doesn't really get that much, uh, I feel like he doesn't get that much credit. He's been in a lot of really good movies, actually. Yeah. A lot of big successful movies over time. What's the uh, best Joe Pesci movie? Casino? Oof. Oh, my dad would say that. You and my dad see I, um, I probably go. I mean, that would be the one that people would celebrate the most. I think it's tough to beat Home Alone. I'm just saying, it's a great movie.
1: Home Alone from what it is. is Home Alone is so good. I love watching that with my kids, and it also holds up. It holds and up his, really, his really best well. Best
2: performance I would argue is is probably my cousin Vinny. Um, yeah, that's you know for for him as an actor. All right, well, let's get. We have a couple. We have those callers up still. Who was it? We have them. They're they're with us a second. Let's again. go to Dale. Uh, sorry, Bowen Nashville is an attorney, Buck. So I was
1: asking for attorneys. Am I crazy, Bo, with what I've laid out, and and if so, what am I missing?
5: Uh, you may be crazy, but not about this theory. Um, That's what I always tell you. As far as as far as Kentucky, I've been a volunteer fan all my life. So, uh, if you guys need any other buddy in the box seat, feel free to let me know. But <laughs> as far as the, as far as the theory, I agree with you. I'm a defense attorney, and I cannot wrap my head around how they were able to retroactively charge Trump with a crime for something that was not a crime at the time. And I've never seen something like this where they take this memo and try to create a crime and then create evidence for a crime and then backdate it in order to convict him. I've never seen anything like that.
1: It is also very... that's my point. Yeah, and and Buck, uh, what I was saying is... The legal memo to me is an incredible defense point for Trump. The New York Times is playing this as if it's a smoking gun against him. Bo, you're kind of with me here. This is actually evidence that Trump, there was a legal theory. They laid out what it was. They said that it might not win and, in fact, likely wouldn't. But here's the roadmap for what it represents. To me, like this is very exculpatory for Trump
5: so i don't know how they would be able to use that against them anyway and if you read the memo itself he flat out says that this is a theory we could use but it's it's not a charge itself it's not anything that actually helps facilitate a crime especially not one that existed at the time
2: bo do you think they're going to try to flip trump's lawyers in that case
5: I, I'm, against him oh, i'm sure they will yeah now, the question is whether he stands up or not right
2: uh, it, it, it we'll see uh, Bo, thanks for calling in from uh from nashville um, Clay, we got a lot more And we haven't even talked about the brawl Down in Montgomery, Alabama I don't know if we have that much analysis on it But we kind of just want to talk about it We'll get to that, coming up
5: Clay Travis and Buck Sexton On the, the front, front lines of, of truth Truth
1: Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation.
2: The Foundation's gold star, fallen first responder, smart home, and homeless veteran programs comprise their in-the-line-of-duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. That's T, the number two, T dot org. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values.
1: Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay.
5: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.